Welcome to 31 Tales for October. Marbles, part two. I recognised the boy immediately by the size of him and the way he moved, by the way he was pushing around his younger brother, Thomas. His name was Tucker Byers and he was the school bully. He never really picked on me, normally only the younger ones. He'd push them around and scare them a little, call them babies and other silly names, but as school bullies went, we could have had worse, I suppose. I carried on walking, hoping that he wouldn't notice me, but of course he did. Oi! he shouted. I thought about ignoring him, but I knew it was pointless. He'd only keep shouting and follow me down the road. Yeah, I called back from my side of the road. Where are you going? asked Tucker. His younger brother, Thomas, looked glad that he'd been left alone for the moment. Home, I said, and carried on walking. Not yet, you're not. Me and the baby here are going to the woods and you're coming with us. No thanks. On Monday, I'm going to tell everyone at school how much of a chicken you are, unless you come too, right now. I didn't really care what Tucker told the kids at school, but if I went along with him now, perhaps he would stick to his word and not cause trouble for me at school. I didn't want him talking about me and getting others to join in on his stupid bully boy games. Fine, but only for ten minutes, then I'm going home. We walked to the end of my street and up the hill. From the top you could see how far the trees went. The woods stretched all the way to where they met the sky on the horizon. It would be easy to get lost in there. We weren't supposed to go in the woods, not us children and not alone. Parents and teachers all said the same thing. Never go into the woods and especially not alone without an adult. I wasn't scared of the woods though. I didn't plan on going in very far. Just enough for Tucker to shut his stupid mouth. Thomas was a nice kid and he liked me. He chatted all the way there about his sticker books and his Nerf guns and what computer games he liked playing. I had no idea how he was related to someone like Tucker. When we reached the woods, he asked Tucker if he would hold his hand when we went inside. Tucker called him a baby so I said he could hold mine and I would look after him. Tucker only tutted and rolled his eyes. Right, he said, let's look for ghosts that live in the woods. We slipped between the trees, leaving the grassy hill behind us. From this side of the hill, we could no longer see my street, or any part of town for that matter. The woods were quiet and peaceful. No ghosts, no people only Tucker's loud crunching footsteps as he jumped over logs and kicked up piles of fallen leaves. We carried on straight, going in the same direction so we wouldn't get lost. To find our way out, all we had to do was turn around and walk back the way we came. Even so, I didn't want to go too far just in case. Up in the tree, I saw a large black crow was watching us. There's nothing here, we should turn back now, I said. Yes, Thomas agreed. Just a little further, babies, said Tucker. Great, now I'd become one of the babies too. Hopefully he wouldn't call me that in school.
as we continued to walk, I saw another large black crow, or was it the same one following us? I couldn't be sure. Thomas and I had slowed down a little, while Tucker stamped on ahead, still crunching the leaves and making as much noise as possible. The further he went, the less I could hear his footsteps, and the more I could hear the crows above us. There were dozens of them now, covering the branches. Beady eyes watched us as they rustled the leaves and spoke to each other with their strange crow murmuring. Tucker, we need to turn back now, I said. Fine, you babies wait here. I'm going to go a little further. We did what we were told and stopped where we were, refusing to take another step forwards. Above us, there were so many crows perched in the shadows of the branches, but Tucker didn't seem to notice or care. Look, said Thomas, pointing up ahead, past Tucker. A figure about the same height as me, but shorter than Tucker, waited up ahead. He wore a green coat with the hood up, covering part of his face. Even from this distance, I could see there was something not right about him. His eyes looked like black dots. The light reflected off them like glass marbles. Who are you? called Tucker. Would you like to play with me? asked the boy. Play with you? Tucker snorted. Yes, sure, I'll play with the little baby. What do you want to play, kiss chase? Tucker laughed at his own joke. I could tell Thomas was afraid as his hand tightened around mine. The boy with the marble eyes said nothing. A noisy flutter of wings and moving branches startled us. Even Tucker jumped as he looked up in time to see a huge cloud of crows descend from the trees. He screamed as they came down right on top of him. Tucker raised his arms high in the air, but soon he fell as the birds knocked him to the ground. Huge wings flapped dangerously and sharp beaks pecked as they fought to reach him. I could no longer see Tucker under the pile of black crows. When the birds finally stopped attacking, they hopped away as if nothing had happened and flew back into the trees. The boy with the marble eyes walked over to him and crouched by his side. He was leaning over Tucker's face but we couldn't see what he was doing. After a while he helped Tucker to his feet, who seemed to be in a daze. He didn't speak and his skin had grown deathly pale, like he'd suffered a great fright. When he turned to look at us both, Thomas and I let out a scream. Instead of eyes, Tucker now had the same black, swirling marbles as the boy in the green coat. After that day in the woods, Tucker Byers never picked on anyone again, never pushed anyone around or told them what to do, and he never called anyone a baby. Now he knew what it was like to be afraid, and every time he looked in the mirror, he would be reminded of the crows that had cruelly stolen his eyes, and the boy who had given him new ones. Thank you for listening. 31 Tales for October by John Abel is available on Kindle and paperback through Amazon. Please support the podcast by purchasing a copy now or leave a review on iTunes, Goodreads or Amazon. All proceeds for the purchase of the book will go to children's charities. Many thanks. Thanks.